0: On this episode, we have a guest from all the way across the country in New York. He's going to be talking sports with us and talking about his podcast network called The Legion of Greatness. You don't want to miss this episode of The Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Guru! What is good, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. My name is Shane Larson, your host. Here on the show, we're tuning in for episode 72 now, which is awesome. 72 episodes of the show. It's growing. Thank you so much. We're starting off the month of August um, with a lot of momentum because last month, the, the show continued to grow. So, big, uh, big shout out and special thanks to all my guests so far. If you haven't done so already, make sure to go to Audible, get your free audiobook, download... Um, through Audible through the 30-day free trial. If you go to Audibletrial.com slash the Guru, Audibletrial.com slash the Game Guru. That will get you your free 30-day free trial on Audible to get a free audiobook download. And you know, you can listen to it at your own convenience. It's awesome. So make sure you check that out. Okay, so first off, we've got an awesome discussion coming up. I got some questions lined up for for our guest. Uh, and I want to introduce him to everybody. He's all the way across the country. And he's a talk show host, and he has his own podcast network. So him and I have been, you know, talking uh, via social media, and we finally were able to get this this interview scheduled, and I'm just excited to have him. So without further ado, I've got Smoochie Davis in the house with me today. Smoochie, good morning.
1: Hey, good morning to you.
0: Yeah, thanks, Smoochie. And where are we talking to you from, sir?
1: Um, I'm here from New York City, a lot of great Sporting events going on, especially if you are a Yankees fan.
0: Right, right. So are you a Yankees fan? Because rumor has it, you, you know, you're from New York and you, you're not a huge fan of all the New York teams in regards to football and basketball, but what about baseball?
1: Uh, yes, I am a big-time Yankee fan. If you want to do something, you want to put something on your bucket list, you have to go to a Yankee game. You have to.
0: You know, I'm not even a huge baseball fan, to be honest with you, but I I do have that on my bucket list. That would be something that would be amazing to go and experience. Um, Are you from New York? Have you been there your entire life? And also, how many games have you been to for the Yankees? You're just bringing that up
1: right now. I just want to know. Uh, Yes. I've grown up in in New York. Uh, I've been to God knows how many uh, Yankee games. Um, I used to have an aunt that – was literally you could watch the Yankee games right above her balcony. So, hey, Yankees, when they were in the World Series, instead of paying an arm and a leg and a foot for the World Series tickets, you could literally watch the World Series from her balcony. It was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I bet it was pretty awesome. I mean, that's a story you can actually tell your grandkids, man. So not too many people have that experience or, you know. can can actually share that experience with many people. So that's awesome. So in regards to basketball, though, like I said earlier, rumor has it, you're not a huge New York fan when it comes to basketball. I want to know who your basketball team is. Share that with us. Share who your favorite basketball team is and explain why for us because I thought it was a little bit interesting.
1: Okay. Uh, I am a Phoenix Suns fan. Why? Because I was just tired of being heartbroken year in and year out. Now, for you New York fans that are listening, do not crucify me. I still support the Knicks losing and I do go to Knicks games. Nets, they're not the Nets are from New Jersey. Let's just get that out there. So <laughs> I I, lo- I love the Phoenix Suns. I I went to a game and I got an autograph from Steve Nash, Sean Marion, uh Amari Sodemeyer. And I just like, okay, yeah, they're cool, they're great. Um, I just so happy to just just love it love the guys love the culture that they had and and just been a fan ever since.
0: No, I, I don't blame you, man. So the funny thing about the Suns, though, Smoochie, I just got to give you this info. Um, a couple years back, a company I was working for, we had an event in Phoenix. We were there for three days. We finished up the event one night, and literally the arena was right across the street from the convention center. So I walked across the street after we packed everything up. I was still in my, in my clothes that I had for the company. I didn't even have time to go back to the hotel. I just walked across the street, and I was like, I'm going to see if I can get a ticket to this game. It was the Suns and the Rockets. Got to you know, I paid less than twenty bucks, sat in the very last row. But I could say you know I went to see you know a Phoenix Suns game. So I've been to Phoenix for a game. I've been to Portland a handful of times, like two or three, and then I've been to Utah uh, many, many times in my in my career. So, or in my life, sorry. <laughs> so I've been there, been able to see some games. But now I can say I saw a Phoenix Suns game. In regards to the Suns, though, do they have the new Shaq and Kobe? Do you really think that Booker and Iton are going to be you know or eight however you want to pronounce it? Do you think that they're going to be the next Shaq and Kobe for real?
1: Uh, I don't want to go that far because the Shaq and Kobe experience, it was great for championships, but it was bad for locker room. Uh, I do hope that it it just raises the expectations on the losing, you know, it just abolishes the losing culture because we've been tanking for a very long time. So for us to finally get the missing piece that the Phoenix franchise always needed was a center. Um, I And you know what? I really wasn't a fan of DeAndre Ayton. I was a Mo Bamba fan uh, because I, I followed Mo Bamba. I watched him play ever since he was in middle school. And, you know, I said, hey, Mo is going to be the first pick. But once I really was able to see DeAndre Ayton in person, live and direct, Oh man, you just—he's going to be definitely an immediate impact in this guy's.
0: De- yeah, definitely for sure. I, I think that I was of the same mindset as you when it came to Aiton because he came here for the first round of the tournament and he shrank when when the team needed him the most. But now that I'm looking back at it, I think it was mainly because he wanted to go to the NBA. He was checked out, and I don't usually use that excuse, you know, very often for players, but. The reason I'm even kind of excusing it is because of the fact that now I see how he presents himself. Um he's very professional, very well spoken in all of his interviews. He says the right thing. I think Ayton's ready for the NBA. I just think it's going to be interesting. You know, I'm I'm interested to see how they do cuz I think the Suns have an amazing core.
1: Yeah, I'm interested too. I feel that Ayton is the what I call the right now pick with, you know, with bomber bomber is going to be the development pick. Um you know, over the course of time, but you know, with the the state that Phoenix is in, Phoenix wants to win, and they want to win now in that loaded Western Conference. Um, you know, you had to go with DeAndre Ayton, um, he's very marketable. Uh, he's great offensively. Um, he's going to be mentored. He's going to be taught defense because he's going to be mentored by Tyson Chandler, who is known as a, a defensive acre on the defensive end. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm excited for the season. Yeah, you and me
0: both, brother. I'm excited too. So I'm excited to see what happens. I don't think the Suns make the playoffs this year. I think they, they need another year. Uh, the thing is, in the West, I think the Warriors have just a few years left of them, uh, maybe one or two more you know, good runs with them. But what people don't realize is typically you get about four years, you get about four years with an NBA organization, the way that, you know, contracts are structured these days. And that's about it before you have to start moving some major pieces around and, and such. I mean, the Warriors have done a good job at keeping everybody, but I I just don't think, I think in in about a year or two, they might have to, you know, they'll taper off, still be a playoff team. I just don't know if they'll be as lethal as they are. And then maybe that's an opportunity when certain teams start dropping down and, you know, the Suns are ready to to come up and, you know, take that spot.
1: Well, you know, the funny thing is um, people don't know how important Steve Kerr is in that culture. Um, Steve Kerr used to be a GM himself. Before he was a GM, he was a San Antonio Spurs, and he was a Chicago Bull. So he's, he's always been a part of a winning culture. He understands the the nuances of opting in, doing one year contracts. You know, which Chicago's Bulls, Chicago Bulls did with with Jordan, just doing the the one year max, the one year max deal. Of learning different contract tips tips through Dennis Rodman, which who most people don't know negotiated Michael Jordan's one year contract because he was an arbitrator at the time. And when he got to San Antonio, the whole opting-in experience. So he was GM for the Suns. So when he gets to this Golden State culture, hey, he, he's telling the management, hey, look, this is how we can pretty much beat the system. Yeah. So, yeah, hey, he tells Kevin, you you know, he he tells people in the the front office, hey, look, there's only going to be three people here that's going to sign the lifetime contracts. That's Steph, Clay, and Draymond. The rest of you guys, the pieces, you just, you could sign here for the next three years. And that's how we're going to keep the ball rolling. So you never hear anybody outside of Steph, Clay, and Draymond signing no more than two or three years.
0: That's a very good point. Very good point.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, kudos to Steve Kerr. Like, they've beaten the system financially in the NBA. So people are trying to wonder how they can afford Steph and Clay and Draymond. It's because... You know, the NBA, you have to just make sure you're under the yearly cap. And that's what they're going to do. So how they have steps set up is he'll make money over time, but each year his base salary drops. And each year that his base salary drops, his endorsements go up. So you you ever see that one year Steph Curry just make, you know promotes his camp so makes a whole lot of golf shoes, which are his basketball shoes? It, 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 that is just the reason why.
0: Yeah, and this is exactly why I appreciate you being on the call with me today. You're extremely knowledgeable. I appreciate you sharing that information for the listeners who may not have already known that. Ladies and gentlemen, again, I've got Smoochie Davis on the phone with me all the way from New York City. Now, Smoochie, Um, that is a great point about Steve Kerr. He does not get enough credit because he is like using it. He's a, he's a mastermind behind it. I mean, he learned from the greatest around the, the game, some of the very greatest in the game. So that's exactly, and they, they do exactly what they're supposed to do and they do it. Well, they, you know, everybody's in there for, you know, they're unselfish. They're, they're a very team-oriented organization, so it's awesome. And in regards to contracts, you're talking about these one-year deals. LeBron James is known for those one-year deals. Like he he would go in do the one-year. Well, he does a two-year with a and you know an opt-in clause after the, like a player option after the first year. Uh, but I, I kind of want your take on this because you see the difference between LeBron James and then players like Carmelo Anthony. And Carmelo Anthony, he went for the money when he was in New York. He took the mega deal, took the money, and basically. He got paid, and he still got paid out this year, but you could kind of see how his career derailed because of his injuries and such. Do you think it's smarter for players to take the money like Carmelo did and lock himself into an organization for five years, let's say? Or is it smarter to do the one-year deals and you know basically take care of your body and, and kind of bet on yourself for that matter?
1: Well, and, and this is and I'm glad you asked you this. It's, it's always a tricky scenario. Um, LeBron James, he spends a million dollars. Oh, last time I checked, I did the research on this. One point three million dollars every year on Gosh, his body. Gosh, that's such a
0: that's a, such a large amount of money. Is,
1: you think about that. Um, his his physical condition, the reason why he's the best player, remember, a top five player. In year 15, because he spends $1.3 million on his body, alone. So, and he gets it back through incentives, through his net worth outside off the court. Melo, one of the reasons why he went to New York was the New York millions were going to be more essential to him than any other market like a chicago like a miami so he was he went with what was just more marketable to him and it was just new york at the time now do i agree with him taking the max yeah, yeah that's what you work hard
0: for right well in in your words eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding with you, Smoochie. But for real, I mean, Carmelo earned that money because at the time he was a superstar that was, you know, a top player in the league. So, I mean, at that time he was the superstar. I believe he earned it. I mean, that's that's me.
1: Well, and and here's the here's the the funky fact about Carmelo Anthony. His seven years spent in New York, if I'm if I remember correctly, he was still. He was averaging twenty three points in New York that's blowing and that's with the injuries
0: yeah Carmelo played really well if, if this is what's crazy is people forget so quickly about how good he did play for a couple of years there in New York. He had a few injuries, but he was still scoring um and and just it was like the last two seasons really that things just went down cuz he had that negative, you know, media portrayal that just just put him in a bad light, I guess, and just, you know, didn't look like he was a good team player and then OKC he had that, you know, it was a pretty bad season in his standards, you know, but he averaged 16 a game as a third, sometimes fourth option. He was coming off the bench at times and he wasn't playing his role. He still averaged 16 a game. I think he's got something left in the tank. In regards to basketball, though, I kind of want to talk about this Kawhi Leonard trade to. Toronto. Everybody kept arguing with me saying, you know, it's a one-year rental versus a three-year deal with DeRozan, right? So Toronto didn't win the trade because it's a one-year rental. We know he's leaving after the season. And you know those are the obvious arguments. I know there's a, it's a one-year rental. I get that. But I kept saying that Toronto won that trade because they immediately, in my opinion, became contenders. Well, then just go figure a couple days later, a few analysts come out there, Colin Cowherd, Jalen Rose. They were very vocal about the fact that they believe that Toronto won the trade because they're going to be able to compete immediately for a championship. Now, I don't think anyone beats the Warriors, but I think they're banking on possibly having Kawhi stay there um, after the season if they can win, right? If they can win, Kawhi stays there and, you know, or at least if they can get to the finals, maybe Kawhi stays there because we all thought Paul George was heading to LA and he came right back to OKC and they didn't even get out of the first round for crying out loud. So I, I, I just, I think Toronto won that trade. Because honestly, just two years ago, before his injury and everything, Kawhi Leonard was literally second or sometimes ranked first as the best player in the NBA. I mean, he was literally the first or second best player in the NBA. And as Nick Wright pointed out, he finished first team All-NBA in front of Kevin Durant. Like Kawhi Leonard, people forget sometimes how good this player is and how he can truly change a franchise. So I think Toronto just got a monster deal on that
1: no, Kawhi Leonard is is by all means a superstar in this league. Um, What I would want to see if if it was DeMar DeRozan and Kawhi Leonard and they moved the Kyle Lowry contract, I would easily told you, hey, Toronto's the best team in the Eastern Conference because now it gives DeMar DeRozan the proper help that he needs to take it to the next level they still have to fix the april kryptonite with Kyle Lowry which maybe Kawhi could fix i don't know but it, it, it's just something they they really have you just have to wait to the season to work out um it that, that that just says a lot for the Spurs culture like i remember People wanting to go play for the Spurs and the Spurs were turning people down. And I just found this out the other day. The whole two thousand fourteen starting five from that San Antonio Spurs team is are no longer San Antonio Spurs. And
0: that's a really good point because yeah, they're all they're all gone. They really are all gone. That starting five. Now the the thing is though, with Toronto getting Kawhi, what it what it really does though, is it makes things exciting. It's not just Boston and Philly in the East, um, you got Toronto back up there to compete. And unfortunately, DeRozan just couldn't get it done in the playoffs. I think Kawhi has you know, proven that he can. DeRozan deserves his spot in Toronto's history because he was loyal to that team. He was. And so there's nothing bad about that. But I think this is going to make the Eastern Conference much more exciting, much more competitive, and that's what I'm excited for as an NBA
1: fan. I Absolutely. totally agree with you. There is no more of the LeBron Invitational, which we, which I call the Eastern Conference playoffs. Uh, so, the the East is officially wide open this year. So I'm I'm glad to see that. But I, the West has become, oh man, a dogfight.
0: Yeah, it, that a dogfight's right, man. And it's only going to get better from here because it seems like we have a potential for even one or two more superstars coming over to the West. You know, it's potential that, you know, obviously we were just talking about Kawhi could leave and come over to LA or whatever he wants to do in nineteen and there's more free agents on the market. It could get even more loaded than it is. It's going to be entertaining.
1: Look, I I just hope Carmelo goes to the East so he can go back to the all star game so he could be mellow again.
0: Yeah, for I, I think he has to go to the East if he wants to get in the all star game. He's not he's not making it out of the West. Even though I do think he'll have a decent season if he gets to stay with the Rockets and play. Uh, I think he's got something left in the tank. Now, Smoochy, I want to talk about podcasting. I know you, I want I want you to expand upon the Legion of Greatness because you and I are both podcasters. You know, we we host shows and we discuss things with other people, and we know what it's like to go into this. and Podcasting's such an awesome world. Um, just you know, talking to people and getting to know people and just discussing different things and reaching different outlets. Um, I want you to talk about that. Expand upon the Legion of Greatness, what that is and what you've got going on over there.
1: Well, thank you. Um, and the Legion of Greatness, it's a podcast network, which uh, I started uh, three three years ago. Uh, it started out with one sports show, and then it just expanded to a, a plethora of shows. We cover politics. We cover fashion. We do. We dab in a little bit of music and entertainment. But um, definitely, uh, it's as sports as is our staple. I just felt that, you know, when you do podcasts, it's, you know, you shouldn't put yourself in a box. You know, hey, why not go ahead and, and expand your horizons? And Quiet As Is Kept podcast is literally the big-time wave now. When I first jumped into it, Um, it was called internet radio and people looked at it was just like, Oh, you know, we don't know how this is going to pan out. Now you listen to more podcasts on, in your car, on your phone, than the actual radio station that gets paid a whole lot of money to be there. So it's, it's great to, to see different people like yourself, um, Get on podcasts because it really gives a different perspective and different views and gives us, I guess, regular guys a voice as well because you'd be surprised. The same stuff that you're saying, ESPN will say or Fox Sports will say or any other major sports platform, they'll have it, you know. So I I just think that the podcasting, Networks, um, such as mine is, is just giving people a voice. That normally other people wouldn't listen to.
0: Yeah, exactly. Giving them a voice. I have said that forever. My show acts as a voice for, not only for myself but for other guests as well. I like to share my passion with the world, and and I'm not on the mainstream outlets like Fox Sports News, and and you know you got ESPN, CBS Sports, all those outlets. I'm not on those those networks and such. So this gives me an outlet. So I, I love that. I love that you said that. It acts as a voice in regards to the Legion of Greatness. I love what you've got going on with the podcast network because you're dabbing into different markets, fashion, sports, whatever. Uh, what's the name of the shows that we can listen to and where can we find you?
1: Um, You know what? Different podcasts. Like uh, One show is called About Your Business. Uh, this is a show where we invite different entrepreneurs to come on. It doesn't matter where you're at. You you, you literally come on the show and you talk about your business. Uh, it's a great way to pro- to promote your business, your brand, and what you're doing for the community. Uh, another show that we did, you uh, know, it was called Ballers Life. Of course, it's self-explanatory. It's about sports, but it was literally uh, outside of the box. Uh, we didn't just talk about sports. We we invited uh, people that worked in the sports field. So you could be a, a coach, you could be a GM, you could be an agent, you could be a scout, you could be a part of a, a sports marketing team uh, because those are the people that make the world of sports go round. So I was able to do that show, and it, it was really awesome. I, I loved it, and it, it really has opened so many doors uh, for the network where, you know, my network, we, we'll do camps, we'll do special events. Uh, we're doing community events as well, so for you guys out there that have uh, a podcast, don't be afraid to to put your podcast out there for you know to do events like live live drafts um you know the football fantasy football drafts, hey, that's a great way to go out there and market yourself. I believe one of the things that people are always trying to wonder is well how can they get paid you know from doing their podcast how can you make money and one of the best things uh, I've done and I encourage other people to do it is hey go out there and just see what events that you and your podcast could do and you'll be surprised the the reception that you get, everybody wants to be either seen or they want to be heard. You just really have to think outside the box for your podcast to be successful. And I've been blessed to to do that with the Legion of Greatness.
0: I love it, man. That is so motivating because I'm in the same spot. I'm trying to find different ways to branch out. I have a newsletter now. I'm trying to branch out and see if I can promote my brand and you know gain some followers and, and, and help this thing grow. Now, in regards to your podcast for sports, I want to know who was your favorite interview. You talked about, you know, GMs, agents, coaches, whoever else. Who was the who was your favorite interview that you had on there as a guest?
1: Um, one of my favorite interviews, um, he's a co-host with me right now on my network. His name is James Gardner. He was the ESPN guy. And it was just great because um I was able to to really just talk to a lot of ESPN people, you know, bumped into guys like Marcus Spears, Chris Berman, uh Chris Mortensen, uh Randy Moss, guys that worked in worked on ESPN and just to sit there and just talk to them about sports. And these guys deal with the athletes all the time. So him and you know, my man James, he he dealt with those guys every day on a regular basis and for him to come on my show and we talked and we chopped it up and he just said, Hey man, I love your show. I love your platform. And for us to be, you know, doing a show right now called the urban, Ur- the urban Outcast, uh, it's, it's just great. I love it, man. So he, he's definitely one of the, the best guests I've had and you know, Especially when you match him with with an ESPN guy, you got to make sure your stuff is on point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. No doubt, no doubt. Now, Smooch, you mentioned all the podcasts. Where can we find
1: you, man? Oh, you can find us right there on the Legion of Greatness Network. We're right there on Facebook. Uh, we, we just branched out to YouTube. Uh, that's where we post in. If you're in the New York area, we do um, put our shows out on public access TV. Uh, as well if you're in the charlotte north carolina area we are out there as well uh we're trying to work on getting on public access tv in charlotte north carolina as well but uh hey region of greatness network right there on facebook you can catch all our shows you can listen to all our podcasts on there definitely appreciate and love the support and uh it's it's definitely a great thing that I'm, I'm grateful for.
0: Absolutely, man. And Smoochie, I appreciate you joining me this morning and having this discussion with me. So, if you have any advice for my listeners or anyone, you know, like maybe maybe in the future you and I could join forces. Who knows? And we could, you know, help, you know, team up together to to deliver this panoramic view on sports. Who knows, right?
1: Man, I would definitely love to. And for all you <laughs> listeners out there, I I cannot get off this show without thinking my man, Shane Lawson for definitely bringing a different dynamic. Thank you, Shane. You, you're a stand-up guy. Thank you for working with me. I understand that uh, uh, bringing me to this platform, uh, Sprint did something stupid and, <laughs> and messed it all up. But I truly do appreciate you, Shane, and shout-out to Sprint because... uh Hey, they gave me too much free on my bill,
0: so. <laughs> Can't be free, right? I appreciate you, Smoochie, and I hope you guys all enjoyed this. Make sure to check out the Legion of Greatness podcast network. Go find it on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, you can follow Smoochie there and, and listen to his shows that he just mentioned there. And like I said, who knows? Maybe one day him and I can collab and Game Time Guru and the Legion of Greatness can, you know, team up, join forces, and deliver a panoramic view on sports for the time being. Make sure you guys check it out. Uh, Make sure you follow my newsletter. Uh, The link is here in the description. You want to go to my Instagram page and follow me there, too, because I have the link for my newsletter there. We're going to be doing giveaways. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff. So you're going to meet my guests through my newsletter. You're going to get to know me a little bit better through my newsletter. And, yeah, you're going to win free stuff, merchandise, all sorts of things. So make sure to check that out. And you guys know the drill. Subscribe to the show, and we'll talk to you next week.